Satsang Podcast with Sri, Freedom from the Senses. As you have now been studying the teachings of yoga and meditation and highest knowledge, you have come to see and maybe have read in various scriptures, yogic te- texts, and in the ancient teachings that it's important to control the senses. That idea of controlling the senses brings a big dilemma and a difficulty to many practicing yogis. As one realizes, as you have realized for yourself, I'm sure, that as soon as you wake up in the morning and become this human being, this I sense as this individual, you are subject to the functioning of your senses. One enjoys seeing beautiful scenery, doesn't enjoy seeing dirt, disease, poverty. Yet one enjoys seeing beautiful sunrises and sunsets and clear skies and beautiful oceans and mountains. One enjoys hearing wonderful sounds through the ears, sense of hearing, music, celestial sounds, from beyond that you might hear, the words of someone that you love, the language of poetry and love and highest knowledge. And one doesn't enjoy hearing horns honking, which we have a lot of in India, Uh, people screaming, fighting. Those are not pleasant sounds to the ears. One enjoys touching touching the one that you love, touching soft fabrics. One enjoys tasting, tasting wonderful food, certain foods that you eat, you will say tastes really yummy, really fantastic, and you want to eat more of them, say like ice cream, or a wonderful meal. For me, it might be salad, raw foods. And Other things don't taste good. For one person, they might say that certain foods taste good, and for another person, those foods don't taste good. A lot of that has to do with what you're used to, what your taste buds have become accustomed to. For me, being a vegetarian, uh, certainly meat would not taste good. But for someone who's used to that, they would say, mmm, this tastes great. For me, fresh vegetables taste yummy. For others, they might say it doesn't taste good. So the taste buds discriminate according to what your conditioning is, according to what your belief belief system is. And then, of course, the wonderful sense of smell. We love to smell the perfume fragrance of a rose, of flowers, of the morning dew, of the ocean, the salt air, and We would be repugnant to smell trash, sewage, or anything that we've concluded doesn't smell good. Even certain incense for one person will smell really good, for another person will smell terrible. So that's how that sense functions. So of course, for the human being with five senses, he or she wants to have the maximum enjoyment of the senses. 
the sense of sight, the sense of touch, the sense of smell, the sense of hearing, the sense of tasting. With all these five senses, the human being hopes to achieve maximum satisfaction through the senses. And for the one who doesn't have awareness of anything other than the senses, why not look for that satisfaction through the sensual pleasures? Having more company, more good friends, more lovers, more wonderful food, more great things to look at, more great music and videos and DVDs to listen to. This is how the human being functions, functions trying to maximize the pleasures, the happiness that's gained through the senses. Of course, we see how this can go, become out of hand or go out of proportion in that one loves to eat wonderful foods and then the weight is put on and then the stomach has indigestion and then that same pleasure that was one was trying to achieve through tasting, through eating wonderful food, now becomes displeasure, disease sets in, one becomes uncomfortable, uneasy. So we can see how any kind of overindulgence in probably any of the senses will start out with something very, very pleasurable, but it will change into something unpleasurable. Eye strain can come in from trying to see too much, keeping the eyes open to see beauty everywhere. And one might find that beauty isn't everywhere. So the eyes will see things that it doesn't like. Certainly being in the West now and whenever I turn on the TV, not only in the West, but also in India as well. Since this is my last week here, I'm focused on what's happening here now. I see all the horrible things that they show on television and I change the channel very quickly because why put my eyes, ears, and senses into seeing such horrors? There's no point in it. There's no need for that. Although some people love to see that because it's the stimulation, whether positive or negative. Sense of smell, of course, if you're overindulging in that which is pleasant, pleasurable, smells, Even that which is a wonderful smell can start to agitate you. Certain, say, incenses or flowers that are permeating too much in the house. Or one will realize again that it's not always that way. That sometimes you'll smell a bad smell and you can't get out of the room when there's a bad smell in that room because you need to be there for some reason. You see how, again, this is a matter of levels. In India, there's lots of bad smells but people seem to be oblivious to it, especially the people that are used to it. Whereas a Westerner coming in there, walking down the street and smelling the sewage might be appalled by that, might be nauseous by that. So we can see how all these senses are forever changing. One might love to hear beautiful sounds, but in old age, the hearing might start to go. And then one again, can't enjoy the same music as much as he or she did before. So how do we deal with this dilemma of controlling the senses? First thing that I want to mention 
is as a human being, the senses cannot be controlled. Or, let me say that again, there's only a degree to which you can control the senses. Why do so many young people turn to drugs, turn to alcohol, raves is a big crave, I'm craze, I've never been to one, but I hear they dance the whole night and get stoned. Why does this attract the young people so much to even smoke cigarettes when we know that it causes cancer? Why do the senses need to be stimulated so much? That's what we have to begin to analyze. And through meditation, now that you're observing and inquiring into your own system, you can begin to watch this. You can begin to see when you become this human being who has senses, that have cravings, and that you believe you need to fulfill. Many people say, since I've been here in the West, I hear people say, I have such a sweet tooth, I have to have something sweet after I eat. Again, that sense of taste, it craves that which it enjoys and it enjoys something sweet. For one who hasn't had any sugar for a while, since I have been pretty much off sugar, I opened a breakfast cereal this morning and poured it into the bowl and started eating it and didn't realize I hadn't thoroughly read the ingredients, didn't realize it had sugar in it. To me, it tasted too sweet. I didn't like it at all. So what is this dilemma that we have with the senses? For one person, they can't get enough sugar. For another person, such as myself, any little bit of sugar is too much for me. And how do we reconcile this? Because, again, as a human being, as one who is operating through this human mechanism, as a human being, the only sense of satisfaction will come from the senses. Even the sense of love that really doesn't have to do with the senses. People say, my heart loves you from the bottom of my heart, as if it's a physical thing, love. And who do I love? I love another person. I love another form. I love this person and I don't love that person. So even love becomes an expression of the senses. And then one has to physically express their love because it's an expression of the senses. So how can one control the senses? Now the yogis have tried this and many have tried to stop using the senses in that way. So one becomes brahmacharya or celibate and we've seen how that happens in monasteries and in certain religious orders some people go mad some people go to the opposite and do all kinds of things because their energy is so repressed so we've seen that repressing that energy doesn't work we've seen that overindulging in it can make you debauched and get you in lots of trouble in terms of different relationships and dealing with different people's energies. Same thing with eating. I have a sweet tooth. I've heard that so many times from people. And keep eating sweets, get the health problems from that, teeth problems, not to mention the weight problem, which is rampant and right now in the West and all over the world. So, what is the solution? That's what we want to examine, that's what we want to analyze. And this is something I've been focusing on a lot since I've been here. 
because I've been observing that how for me now being a human being operating through this physical system noticing the senses noticing their cravings there's a pause before acting on them why is there a pause because even though the human being flow is to go towards the senses through the meditation what happens through that sense of sum or evenness or stillness samadhi one experiences a state beyond the senses a state where the senses aren't controlling you so it's not that you have to control the senses it's more that you reach a state where the senses are no longer controlling you so the senses continue to control you as long as you live the life as a human being on the level of i exist as this body with senses and i need satisfaction for my senses in order to feel good nothing wrong with that that's how the human being functions so if you notice that you're functioning in that way just treat it that that's perfect that's how the human being functions however as you start to develop more and more in your meditation you become aware of that sum samadhi where the intellect becomes even the senses become balanced there's more sattva there's more sense of balance and light in your system so then when somebody offers you what before you would think of as a wonderful dessert you remember that it tastes good that you've enjoyed this before but there's a pause to say okay is this what my system needs right now is this what will really satisfy me or can i tune in to that state of satisfaction that i am and know that this desire will pass this can only happen through your sadhana through your practice daily dissolving that sense of any sense of senses <laughs> the senses dissolve back in to the space of purity alone pratyahar as we talked about in the last pod- podcast as patanjali calls it the inward turning of the senses the senses return to their source the source is free from the senses so freedom from the senses is tuning in to the source of who you are then you achieve mastery so it's not that you can't act on the senses and have a dessert if you choose to but you're not bound to it and you certainly won't have as much because your system will be used to less sweets and then what used to take a full portion to satisfy you may now just be a little sliver a quarter of a bowl of ice cream rather than a whole bowl and once a week rather than every day so you see that this mastery of the senses is what we want and that's the real freedom from the senses it doesn't come from control because then you just feel deprived and bound and trying to only eat what you think is good for you or what you should eat certainly that goes on and we try to do that but in the end that will not be the solution the solution will be 
pure, free, forever I am. I am that which doesn't exist as this physical body only, or I am the whole which alone is everywhere and as that whole this complete satisfaction, this complete fulfillment, this complete ease. And you can still operate through the senses, enjoy the nice tastes, the sounds, the touches, the smells, and operate through your senses perfectly, but with balance, with freedom, from not doing that which will be unhealthy to use your system, that will create disease, that will create agitation. And we know certainly overeating, overindulging in the senses in any way creates disease, creates dis-ease, uneasiness. So if you do it fine, you observe it. Don't get down on yourself or mad because you did that which you know is not good for you. Instead, observe the space, observe the state that happens to your system when it has overindulged in something. And just see, oh, look at this. This body, when it has too much of this, or too quickly, or too many days in a row, it feels like this. I am still forever pure and free. And when the attention goes on to that which is forever pure and free, just like you wouldn't put something in your car, some bad gas or oil that will make it not run efficiently, in the same way you won't put that which is going to make your body diseased into your body. But that comes from the careful inquiry and observation and examining of who am I and when you know that I am I as that whole as that freedom as that fulfillment as that bliss which doesn't even need any bliss because bliss alone I am and I have no need for any extra happiness or extra bliss through the senses because bliss alone I am. And through meditation, through Amaram Ham, Maduram Ham, knowing that immortality and bliss that you are, you live more and more in that awareness. And from that, you gain mastery and freedom from the senses. Om Shanti, Om Peace. May this peace be with you always.